Nutrition is a hard concept to understand, especially if you are new to your transformation journey or even if you are currently in your journey, but for some reason progress is just not coming like it should, right? I was that person. I was always constantly in the gym pushing harder and harder and harder thinking that that's how I was going to achieve my goals, but in reality, the gym, your workouts is where you create the opportunity for progress. So in this episode, we have an amazing guest speaker that's going to share with you all what just might be that one thing that is damaging your progress. So let's dive in. Hey everyone, Coach Matt here and you're listening to the Train Hard Live Strong Podcast where we bring on the top fitness pros, top fitness influencers, motivational speakers, and people who have gone through dramatic transformations. And we're all here to inspire you to believe in yourself. If you have not yet, go ahead and check out our website, trainhardliftstrong.com. You can see all the new upcoming guest speakers and all the amazing things coming your way. Welcome to another life-changing episode. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode on the Train Hard Live Strong podcast. This is your host, Coach Matt, and today we have an amazing guest speaker on the show once again, uh, someone that's really going to help you kind of understand this big this big thing that we kind of overthink or we just pass by completely when it comes down to what we eat and what we should eat and how to really achieve the goals that you want for your body and health in the nutrition realm. And a lot of us do this without even without even wondering about it or even thinking about it. Um, and sometimes we do it on purpose as well. But the guest speaker today is going to go ahead and dive right into that and give all the answers and everything that you need to know on this specific topic. So everyone, please welcome our guest speaker today, Miss Haley. What's up, Haley? Hey, Matt. How's it going? Good, good. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited to be here today. Oh my gosh, I'm I'm very excited to have you on here too. That whenever we did our our uh, our call, our pre-interview call, just the what all the stuff that you were coming out with, and all like I could just tell the passion in your voice, and whenever you're just talking about you know nutrition and all this amazing stuff and what you do, and it, and I was just so excited to have you on the show today. Yeah, we really clicked right away, which is why I was even more excited to do this together and to keep building the connection and speak to your listeners. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so before, so I know who you are, I know a little bit about you, uh, but for everyone who doesn't know who you are, you know, real quick, give like a little background, you know, about why you do fitness and why you're so passionate about it, and just a little background story about who you are. Awesome. So I'll keep this quick for you guys. So my name's Haley. I'm originally from Rhode Island, and I currently live in Tallahassee, Florida. I'm finishing up my master's program at Florida State in sports nutrition. I work currently as an online nutrition coach with Taylor Coaching Method. And with them, I work with a variety of clients, like lifestyle, kind of athletic competitors, and help them use nutrition to achieve both their goals, but also live a sustainable lifestyle. I'm also a personal trainer, and I compete in bodybuilding. Um, but above all else, my kind of biggest goal with everything that I do in terms of nutrition is helping people find a way to make these healthy habits fit in their lifestyle so it doesn't feel unsustainable yeah absolutely that's so right i you you compete currently still Uh, i'm in the off season right now right you know anything about bodybuilding there's pretty long off seasons to prime the body which kind of something we're going to get into a little bit yeah um and i'll compete again at some point 
if anybody out there who listens competes, you kind of know what the lifestyle is like. It gets to be a bit of a grind towards the end. So while I'm in grad school, I kind of told myself I wasn't going to compete because it's really hard mentally when you have your calories going down and time consuming to have a full workload on top of school. So Yeah, absolutely. When's the last, uh, when's the last time you competed? I competed in June of 2019. Oh, wow. So almost a year yeah. ago, almost. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. How, yeah. how was it? Did you enjoy it? Oh my gosh. I loved it. That was my first time competing bikini. Um, believe it or not, I used to compete figure. And if anybody oh my knows gosh. what that is, I'm very tiny for a figure girl, but I didn't do too awful. I like the poses, but yeah, bikini is definitely where I'll stay. Um, and I do coach a few competitors, both male and female because nice. bodybuilding, it comes down to the process of getting to the stage, but even more so it's, being an athlete all year round and understanding different phases that you need to have in order to stay healthy throughout the sport. That's also something that I try to work really closely with, not only with my competitors, but just with all my clients that are trying to lose weight, make it sustainable and keep it healthy. Sustainable and keep it healthy. Yes, no, exactly. So how, how, how is it whenever you're trying to help someone get out of their nutrition lifestyle and start to bring in improvements and keep that sustainable? Yeah, so it kind of depends on the person. I always try to meet the person where they are at in their current journey. So a lot of the clients that come to us at Tailored Coaching Method, they know that we do prescribe or recommend certain macronutrients ratios. So they'll track their calories with us, carb, protein, fat. Um, But in the past, I've worked with different clients and different athletes who have never tracked before And maybe it just means eating one more vegetable a day or learning what foods have a source of protein. Or for some people, it's dialing it in, managing their training, managing their stress. Because fitness and nutrition are important, but it really, really comes down to your whole life in terms of mental mental game as much as physical. Mm -hmm. So whenever... Obviously, so what's your what's your I guess view on how important nutrition is to to not only get someone an amazing body but their health overall? Yes. So a lot of people say this, and I I myself included didn't used to believe it, but nutrition is takes the cake. It's eighty percent nutrition, twenty percent training. You can only get so far, both physically and health wise, with training alone. That's not to say that training doesn't have all these wonderful physiological benefits like improving glucose metabolism and insulin and obviously muscle quality is important. But when it comes to the diet, you can have a great physique, but if you don't eat properly, you're not really going to be healthy. Your blood levels and everything that kind of has to do with longevity and how you feel will definitely be impacted. Um, So like one of my favorite things when I work with a new client who is new to kind of eating healthier is like a few weeks in them realizing how bad they used to feel. Because when you're kind of stuck in, when you're in a routine of eating not so great, you don't really realize how the poor quality food doesn't really offer any nutrients. And you don't really notice maybe lacking energy or having issues with sleep or just feeling like heavy throughout the day when you're moving and running until you make a change and start improving your diet to 
actually provide you with what your body needs to function properly. Wow. So have you had clients where like, oh my gosh, like my sleep has improved. My energy has improved. I just, I feel like I feel happy. Yes. Yeah. And with that, it's mostly actually what we're going to dive into. It's mostly people who weren't eating enough to begin with because they thought that's what they had to do to achieve their goal. And once we started increasing their calories, getting them on the right ratios of protein to carbs to fat for what they do in life, their activity level, what kind of like stress person they are like type A, type B kind of high stress, low stress, if they're a mom, what times of day they're more active and just really viewing them as a whole. And that's why it's also helpful to have a coach. Because like, even like for you, Matt, you might think, oh, okay, like I'm doing a pretty good job for me. I probably could improve some things, but you might not know how, right? Or where mm-hmm. to start. Mm-hmm. If I was to look at you and when I start with a new client, I'll take them through, okay, take me through a day in your life. What do you eat? What do you do? What times of day are maybe stressful for you? What times do you go places, see people? And if you walk me through your life, we could probably together talk through gaps that you aren't necessarily seeing either lacks of energy or times where your just cravings are through the roof and find different ways to maximize that. Um, so I think having an outside kind of perspective really helps um, and just kind of finding what works for you. Because again, everybody's life is so different. What's going to work for me isn't necessarily going to work for you. Isn't going to work for your dad, for your mom, for your mm-hmm. sister. Mm-hmm. And it's really important to take that into account when you are making changes to your life. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's incredible. And it's, it's funny because, you know, coaches sometimes have coaches, you know, like even yeah. it's always good to have an outside perspective. Just like you said, it's so good to have someone else looking into you or into your life because they're going to see little gaps that maybe, you know, you could fix something here and that little fix. And I always, I always preach this because a little fix can make, an enormous transformation or like some uh, progress that you would never even believe was possible. Definitely. And I also think self-doubt comes into play. Uh, It took me a really long time to go ahead and hire a coach. I mean, I did my undergraduate degree in nutrition. I was like, I'm a personal trainer. I don't really need that, but I truly believe you can always learn something. And I'm 25 years old. At my point, I've had three different coaches for nutrition, bodybuilding, that kind of thing. And I have valued every relationship with a coach that I've had because I've learned something along the way. And that's half the point of having a coach um, Mm. is to take what you're doing with them and be able to implement it in your own way in the future. And that's what I tell my clients too. I don't expect you to work with me for the rest of your lives. I want you to take everything that we're doing and ask all the questions that you have and listen to what I have to say when I'm breaking things down for you and be able to implement it for yourself. And I have clients that have kids and it's kind of cool to see how they're rubbing off on the people around them too. Yeah, that's awesome. So is is one of the biggest, I guess, problems that you see with like a new client is would it be under eating? Yeah. And a lot of my female clients when they first start um they're typically under eating for how active they are because we kind of live in a world where it's a lot of all or nothing and it's a lot of more is better which both aren't always the case and with nutrition they're definitely not 
So a lot of us live in this world where we'll just exercise more and eat less, right? And then we'll achieve the body that we want. And most females, especially that come to me, males too, will say, I want to lose fat and gain muscle and just be lean and look good, right? Right, right. And that is possible, but it's two things going on at once, fat loss and muscle gain. And for some people, that's possible. For some people, we need to really sit down. And this is something that I do with all of my clients, sit down Mm. and kind of look at where they are now, both like mentally with food and physically, and see like what they need to do first. And we make a periodized plan with them, either starting them off with a fat loss phase if they're in a good spot for it, or starting them off with what we call a priming phase at Taylor's Coaching Method. And that's also super important. And we'll probably talk a lot more about that priming phase um, in a few minutes here. But and it's really just seeing where they are. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of people, I used to do it too. I used to be one of those girls who exercised six, seven days a week and only ate 1,200 calories. Um, right, me too. Me too. Yeah, Definitely. see, guys do it too. Yep. And what was going through your head what, like when you were doing that? What was the rationale? For me, it was like, um, you know, whenever I'm training, I was, I was training. And whenever I was done, I would eat. But there was the progress that I would – from the amount of work that I was doing, I was not seeing the progress that I should have seen. And that was a frustration for me. And there were point in times where I was hungry and I extended that period because I, w- I guess I wasn't prepared for that long period of time of not eating. So you thought that because you weren't really seeing much return on the work you were putting in in the gym, you must have been eating too much or not that timing it correctly. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I always struggled with like a, a timing type of when should I eat a meal uh, and, and preparing for that. You know, I used to struggle with that a lot, actually. Yeah, that's another big one. Um, and when I have clients come they have similar, similar concerns, like, well, I might just be eating at the wrong times or eating the wrong things. Mm -hmm. And the kind of the first thing that I'll tell them is we need to kind of slow down and take a look at how much you're actually eating. Because in like order of importance, for kind of starting a nutrition journey, it's like the quantity. So how many grams of protein, carbs and fat are you eating? Or if you're not like there where you can track calories, how many servings per day? How many meals? Okay, great. And then we'll step back even more. What time of day do you work out? And we'll talk through the peri-workout window. So that's before, for some people, during intra-workout and after. And maximize that window. And for a lot of people who are new to this whole nutrition thing, it's just going to be about evenly spacing your meals throughout the day. Nice. But the biggest thing is getting the right amount. So when people come to me and they're under-eating, I actually have a few clients who have trusted me because it's a lot of trust to put in somebody when you come to them and a coach is like okay we're gonna have you eat more and that's yeah. why i always they're like oh my god what i'm trying to lose weight and i'm like i know it's okay you need to trust me here we're gonna bring off your calories slowly up to the maintenance amount mm-hmm. and what that means is maintenance is the amount of calories that your body needs to maintain its weight so calories in versus calories out it's going to be a range because every given day is different, right? Yes. Based on your height, weight, age, all that's not going to change too much in the course of a day, but how much you move, how much you sleep, how stressed you are, all of these things can affect metabolic rate. And when it comes to 
actually achieving your goals. A lot of times if we're not eating enough food, there's not enough food for the body to use for its normal processes because Mm -hmm. technically food is energy, right? Right. Calories. If you Google what's a calorie, it's going to say a unit of energy or something like that. Yes. Food is energy. So before your body even gives a crap about building muscle or burning fat, it's going to be like, well, I need some for your brain. I need some for your kidneys. Especially for us females, we have it a little harder because we have more technically essential fat, right? Because our body wants to prime us to have children someday. So when we're not eating enough, maybe without realizing it, you're going to have a really hard time losing weight. So I have a few clients that they put their trust in me and I'm so thankful for that and will slowly start bringing their calories up. They'll keep training the way that they were. We'll probably reduce cardio a bit because another thing us females and males I do too is overdo the cardio when they're stressed Mm -hmm. about not achieving their goals. So if we kind of add up all the variables we have there, we have not enough calories. We have too much cardio and we have a lot of stress. And all of those things are putting our bodies in this high flight or fight or flight kind of mentality where your body doesn't care that you're trying to lose weight. It's doing everything that it can to stay at homeostasis and not and not kind of do that. So a lot of times when we do increase calories, that just goes down. Your body has enough food to send to all the different aspects of your body. You start feeling better. And that's the big thing. A lot of times when we're dieting for a long time or under eating for a long time, we don't realize how bad we feel. Like, you know, you said you notice some hunger sometimes, but yeah, that could have been normal, right? You're right. hungry. Right. right. Yeah. You won't feel your hormone levels declining and your muscle mass wasting away a little bit. And I know this sounds really dark and scary, but there's it's, a, true. it's true. It's true. And that's why a big reason I wanted to talk about under eating today is to prevent it. Yes. Prevent absolutely. It and to help all of the males and females out there who are trying to build a lean, strong physique, realize that, food is often the key to this disease that you're trying to achieve. Yeah. And I love how you, I love how you explained that whole journey that of how your body, you know, is not worried about the fat loss or muscle gain. It's more worried about giving, giving nutrition to your brain. And, and that, that is such a simple way to look at it. Like kind of like a cartoon picture of like how your body is communicating inside and how it's prioritizing everything. And that's, that's incredible. I think that's awesome. So when it comes down to like under eating, right, what are the main effects on the body that under eating will cause? You know, what will happen for people who have been under eating for, you know, a long period of time, maybe even years? Basically over time, whether you are in a structured diet, like it's planned, maybe with a coach, maybe on your own where you're eating low calories on purpose, or you're just not eating enough to fuel your activities of daily life, right? Right. In order to lose weight, we do need to create a deficit. But a lot of people who are in the state like we were, where we were stressed about not making our goals happen, we were doing too much cardio, we were probably creating way too big of a deficit. And what happens there is metabolic adaptation. And what that kind of means is it's just a group of physiological adaptations to the combination of energy restriction and weight loss, which serves as 
a way for the body to oppose further weight loss. Because mm-hmm. like I said, the body wants to maintain homeostasis. And a lot of times with this metabolic adaptation, even after you finish your period of low calories, it's favoring weight regain. Yes. So the, the biggest things, like I mentioned, was the body becomes picky about how it uses this energy. And we'll see a decline in RMR, which means resting metabolic rate. So that's the amount of calories that your body would burn at rest. Mm-hmm. If I just sat here all day weighing the same amount, doing nothing, right? It affects that. And it all, also affects TDEE, total daily energy expenditure. So that's just the calories that you burn throughout the course of the day, moving, doing whatever it is that you do. Right. Going to work, taking care of the kids, bringing in groceries. Yeah. Yep. So that's actually made up of a few different things. It is made up of basal metabolic rate, which is similar to RMR for our purposes, just the amount that you burn. It's composed of meat, non-exercise activity thermogenesis, thermic effective food, and exercise activity. Mm -hmm. So pretty much everything that you burn, right? And your metabolic rate, we're just going to call all those things your metabolic rate, burns, expends a certain amount of calories per day. As we diet and we decrease our calorie intake and we probably lose some weight, especially at the beginning, that starts to downregulate, partially because you're smaller, but mostly because your body is being picky about where it's putting its energy. It's lowering the amount of calories that you burn per day to try to conserve them, right? Because our body doesn't want to change its weight. So a lot of research has shown that this is actually something I'm super interested in continuing to research on. Nice. Even after years of this kind of chronic dieting, low calorie amounts, the metabolic rate can still be severely decreased. Really? And there are, yeah. And there, like, there, have you read, you know, the show, The Biggest Loser? Yeah. There's a study done on 14 out of 16 of the participants. Um, they tested their metabolic rate and a few other blood. Um, hormonal levels after the competition before it and six years after and their metabolic rate was still compromised oh my gosh yeah but there are luckily strategies to come back from dieting in a healthy way Um, I think we're going to get to that in another in another question here but the biggest things are going to be a decline in metabolic rate and we also see other things that impact your daily life drop off, like Mm -hmm. meat. Remember that non-exercise activity thermogenesis? That's just things that you do. So playing with your kids, cleaning, having the energy to get up and go for a walk with your significant other. As your body starts to realize it's running out of energy here, you're going to move less without noticing. Any of you competitors listening to this, you probably notice that as your calories get lower in competition prep. Mm -hmm. You just have less energy to do things. And it also puts you at risk to lose muscle, which is a big one for those of us who want that physique because muscle is quality, right? It helps you maintain a higher metabolic rate. It helps you maintain a healthy body as you age. And you also need it in order to achieve the physique that everyone kind of wants, that in-between of lean and muscular, which I'm going to get to how we can achieve that in a few minutes. Yeah. And we also see a drop off of the metabolic rate stimulating hormones like thyroid, leptin, ghrelin, and stuff like that. You'll likely notice different side effects as like being cold and hungry and tired. Um, and 
hormonal dysfunction to some degree. I remember when I was dieting for competition prep, my anxiety was all time high because yeah. like I said, body's running on high. So a lot of us who, and I did this too for years, we under eat and we overtrain and we don't realize it. Right. right. I did this throughout college. So I was like, Oh, this stress is normal. Not sleeping is normal. I'm in college. Right. Where we're like, well, we're trying to lose weight. We're supposed to be hungry. And yes, that is true. But there's a line that we kind of have to draw before it can compromise all of the things we've talked about, metabolic rate and muscle and stuff like that. Yeah. So, so under eating, it, it really affects like, like, especially with females, it really affects you, like the, the hormones that the females, you know, that they have naturally. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the hormones that I mentioned um, were more like hunger satiety hormones, the thyroid, leptin, ghrelin, PYY. Uh-huh. We don't really dive into what those mean, but it can also affect estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone in men, too. Um, right. Women will lose their periods if they yeah. are staying too lean too long or mm. if they're just not eating enough. Um, right. It really comes down to energy availability, and that's basically what is in your gas tank, right? So you eat a certain amount, your body uses it, and it's whatever is kind of left there. Um, I mean, I lost my menstrual cycle for years. I don't even mind saying that um, I lost it due to birth control, but I didn't mm-hmm. get it back until I consciously stopped dieting for wow. a, for a show or just trying to stay lean. Because your body, like we already talked about a few times, it needs so much energy just to do its normal things, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. maintaining a healthy kind of menstrual cycle is one of those normal things. Um, so females do expend a little bit more calories while they are menstruating. Not enough to really worry about, but... right. And then loss of menstrual cycle comes with a whole slew of other issues like bone, bone density and... All that stuff, yeah. Because no, I, yeah. I, you're, not, you're not the only, you're not the first person to say that. I've mm-hmm. I've I've talked to a lot of competitors, a lot of coaches, and, and girls who are just like you know really athletic on their own, and and they've they've shared with me that too, where they have you know uh, unfortunately lost you know their menstrual cycles for months, you know years, uh, all because of the extreme caloric deficit on top of so much excessive training, and yeah. and just how it, it just messes with the you know your hormonal levels, you know that that you're supposed to have normally naturally. Definitely. And for years, I was like, oh, this is great. This is great. I don't want it. Right. But, and I, right, right, a lot right, of girls right. out there are like, yeah, screw that. But the older I got and the deeper I got into competing and taking different oral contraceptives and so on and so forth, I was like, you know, this really isn't healthy. Um, there's yes. what used to be called the female athlete triad, which is now red S relative energy deficit syndrome or something like that. I could be a little wrong, mm-hmm. but it's related to that energy availability and there's a lot more risk, especially if you're someone who loves what you do. Like, can you imagine like Matt, what's your favorite form of fitness or activity? To oh do? man. I love, I love power lifts and I, I love high intensive interval training. My favorites. Definitely. So pretend that was a female for a second. Uh-huh. If he lost his menstrual cycle, bone, mineral density is declining relative energy availability for him to use for those explosive movements is declining and your body also benefits from having for a female her having a certain level of estrogen to achieve peak muscle mass which is hard enough for us to have anyway right so a lot of females are like oh yeah it's great i don't bleed every month and i was the same way but then it's like 
increased fracture risk, risk of not being able to do what you love to do is the biggest thing, in my opinion, that hit, like, that hit home for me. I was like, I'm not going to be able to compete anymore if I don't get it back between seasons. Um, no. So. Right. So that's crazy. And under eating is like a huge thing because uh, a lot of us do it. And, and unfortunately, some of us do it on purpose, uh, but it does a lot more damage. And I feel like a lot of us, we forget. And I, I'm guilty of this too. I've done it before where you put your fitness before your health. So like you're trying to accomplish this goal. I'm trying to get mm-hmm. to 7% body fat. And I'm trying to stay there, but I don't care how I get there. If As long as I get there, I get there. You know, instead of saying, hey, you know what? I want to, you know, do this gradually healthy and ensure that my body, my hormones are all in level and then achieve that goal in the best shape of my life because I am healthy and I accomplish that physique. And you can do both. It's just about being smart about it. And if you couldn't do both, I wouldn't have a job. (laughs) Right, right, exactly. Yeah, it really comes down to that periodization, accepting that you're not going to make all the changes that you want to make in your body overnight. Not Mm. in a week, not in a month. Um, It takes a lifetime. Like if you have somebody online that you look up to who has a fabulous physique, I can promise you that they have had periods of their life where they weren't dieting, where they were increasing their weight because you do need to eat at least in a slight calorie surplus depending on how advanced you are in your training to gain muscle and you can't always be dieting i've actually had clients before who they were in a good spot to diet and by a good spot i mean their calories aren't too low because again remember if you're Mm -hmm. living in a constant cycle of under eating that doesn't necessarily mean you're at your goal weight it definitely doesn't, but it does mean you're not in a great spot to diet because where are we going to take from without risking all of these adaptations? Wow, yes. So it, it comes down to looking at your goal as a whole and kind of periodizing it, and that's something that we do with our clients at Taylor Coaching Method. Uh, I'll use an example of somebody who wants to compete just because it's kind of easy to understand, right? And this is actually what I had to do before I competed. So some of you can see females who step on stage for bikini right they're they're lean they're muscular and they have a certain shape typically it's favoring larger shoulders uh hourglass waist and bigger glutes right Mm -hmm. so before i was able to step on stage i was just kind of a typical looking person i under ate a lot i trained a lot but i was kind of skinny fat because that's kind of what happened um so before i even did that i had to do a gaining phase and I became the heaviest that I ever was, gained a lot of muscle, but you can't see it at the time. Mm-hmm. And then I had to kind of maintain. So that's kind of back to this kind of priming phase. It's the body wants to adapt, right? Yes. And so if you're trying to gain muscle, you're increasing your calories up, the body's kind of like, what's going on? It's gaining fat and gaining some muscle. But if you go right into a deficit after that, there's kind of controversy over, is that healthy for your muscle? Or are you just going to lose what you gained? Mm-hmm. So that's where these priming phases come in. Same with a fat loss phase. If you have a good amount of weight to lose, yeah, you can lose it if you're in a good spot to do so. But you might not be able to lose it all at once. And that's how we avoid these adaptations. So I would say to you, if you wanted to lose some weight, Matt, okay, say you have 50 pounds to lose, right? Right. We're going to diet for this many weeks. 
Okay. And then we're going to have you hang out at maintenance for a little while. That priming, that priming period, a couple of weeks. Right. Get some more food in you, get you having some fire training sessions, get you feeling good, maintain the level of leanness that we've already achieved thus far, your metabolism thriving, and then we're going to keep going. Yes. And there's also all these different tactics that are now being utilized, such as refeeds and diet breaks. And those are different periods of higher caloric intake in order to preserve your lean muscle mass when you diet, your metabolic rate. And I implement these with clients all the time. And I even have some of them getting a little worried, right? Because you're dieting and I'm telling you to eat more food. Wow, we're losing weight. Crazy. And it is crazy, but it's yeah, it works. It's body's like, thank you. I have yes. I have people drop weight after a refeed or a, or um a period of higher calories mm-hmm. just from stress alone, um from stress alone on the body. But that's why you you can diet because I think a little bit of what we were talking about made it sound like it's bad to try to lose weight, and it's not. It's good yes. to try to lose weight if yeah. you do it healthily. So kind of big takeaways from that big long ramble, which I'm doing. I feel like. No. <laughs> make, sure, make sure you're in a good spot to diet before you do. Do it in a smart way. So hire a coach, work with someone, or just kind of take it upon yourself to make sure you are having these different periods of, okay, I'm going to diet for this many weeks. I'm going to be adherent for this many weeks. And it does help with adherence to kind of see an end in sight instead of just being like, well, I'm just going to diet forever, right? Yeah. What happens when we say that? Yeah, it's it's just like you. Well, if diet, well, it just seems miserable. Like it seems because mm-hmm. a diet, you're so stuck on something that you know. Um, it's just you know that you're gonna go through the the suck uh, to achieve something because you're it's on a structured, organized type of you know platform or program, and it it just doesn't sound right. It doesn't sound like I'm living a a, a good nutrition lifestyle. It just sounds like. Uh, I got. I have to do this instead of saying like, "Oh, I can't wait to eat this." Like, I'm excited to eat this and nourish my body. Yeah, definitely, and that's something that a lot of people miss. Um, is I don't even really like to use the word diet. It's just like easy to use when we're talking like this. But when yeah. I talk to my clients, even if they are dieting, trying to lose fat, I just try to help them think of it as it being a healthy lifestyle change where we're eating less. Yeah. Right. Right. Because if we think about it as a diet and we think about it never ending, I'm just going to keep eating less until I weigh this amount or oh, until I look, look like this, you're, there's no light at the end of the tunnel. Where instead, if well, I work with my clients, I'm like, we're probably going to diet for 12 weeks. We're going to see how your weight does. We're going to implement refeeds. And the reason for that is to help fix your metabolic rate, allow you some free time. So a lot of times I'll have my I honestly most of my clients do this and I do this personally will implement something like it, I call it a free meal right okay and it's not a cheat meal it's not a time to go balls to the walls and eat everything it's just a break right so if you're tracking your macros on an app all the time it's time for you to go out with your significant other and get have a beer and a piece of pizza and the goal of this is twofold one, it's to relieve some stress both mentally and kind of on the body because you're likely going to eat in a surplus, a little more sodium, so on and so yeah. forth. But it's also to help maintain a healthy relationship with food. And maybe the first time you do a free meal with me, you're going to go crazy. And then you're going to report back and you're checking, you know, I ate a little more than I probably should have. Then as the weeks go by, you're going to be really excited. And I have clients, 
I've had clients text me and be like, went out for nachos for my free meal with my girls and I didn't overeat. I had a margarita and I had so much fun. Like I didn't focus on the food at all. It was so good. Yeah. And still getting and goals. All, and you're still getting goals. Yeah. And that's why it's important to realize that you can't diet forever. You need to have these, these aspects of your life built into it. And that's where fitting your lifestyle into the diet doesn't work. It's fitting the diet into your lifestyle. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That, that's such a perfect way to say it. And that sets me up for the next thing I'm going to ask you, which is because everyone is so different, especially when it comes down to, well, when it comes down to anything, but when it comes down to nutrition, there is like not one thing for everyone. Like you have to find, everyone's got different lives. Everyone's got different hormones, stress levels, conditions. Everyone's so different. So whenever someone's trying to accomplish a goal, everything should be specifically, you know, for them. So in your experience, right? So for muscle growth, sports performance, and overall great health, how important is it to understand what everyone's unique bodies need and why is that? It is so important. And oftentimes, more often than not, we all like to play this comparison game, whether it's with people on the internet or whether it's with your friends. We all have that friend that can eat whatever they want, touch a weight and look good, right? Yeah. So yeah. you say that. It's not, not usually the case though. Like I wish, right? Don't we all? I know. But you need to realize that it doesn't matter what other people are doing. Everyone has different metabolic rates and that all has to do with genetics, how you treat your body. And it's just accepting that you're going to have to do something different than what your best friend's going to have to do. And as a coach, this is honestly one of my favorite. I love working with different people with different jobs and mm -hmm. students, hairdressers, nurses right now. Like I have nurses during this freaking pandemic yeah. crushing their goals right now. Shout out to all of my nurse clients right now. Like <laughs> blowing me away, sending selfies in their masks, staying safe. But it's so important to understand how much your life plays into it. So that's also where evaluating kind of where you are in life with what kind of nutrition phase you want to be in. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to performance and muscle growth, it's going to be about kind of what foods you like. So a question that I get really often is, does it matter if I eat higher carb or higher fat? And depending on your sport, what your physique goal is, it, it does to a point. Yeah. Because if we, backtrack a little bit and talk about the three macros, protein, carbs, and fat. Carbs are typically our body's preferred energy source. Mm -hmm. They're fast acting. They're stored as glucose at, um, and can help us build muscle. But fat is also a source of energy. And that's more for more endurance type exercises. And that's important for hormonal health and as well as the transportation and absorption of other nutrients. So when it comes down to like your specific situation, it's, un it's good to understand what kind of activity you are doing and what kind of stressor you are. So I'm a very stressed person. I have really high, I think, think my cortisol levels are pretty high. Mm -hmm. So my body handles carbs really well because carbs help form that cortisol response. But if I didn't have a degree in nutrition, would I know that? No. No. <laughs> so that, so when I have a client who is in a lean gaining phase and by lean gaining phase, like I mean, they're trying to build muscle and keep their body fat as low as possible, which obviously the goal, the goal for most of us. Um, right, right. 
I'm really going to get to know their body and how they work. Um, I actually have a client and she, she's going to love this, Brittany, who I've been working with for almost a year now. It's going to be our anniversary in May. And we've done it all. We have, we've gotten her shredded and we've maintained and now we're gaining. And since I've been working with her for so long, I know that if I increase her intake from carbs by this much, what's going to happen with her body it, right. when she's going to drop weight and stuff like that. And it takes a long time and it's really hard to do on yourself because I still struggle to coach my, when I do have periods of coaching myself. Mm -hmm. So that's why I say having a coach is key. But if you don't have a coach, just do your research, ask people questions. I love when people reach out to me on Instagram and ask me questions long or short. Sometimes I'll put them on my story because um, it'll help other people. Absolutely. And always think about kind of, like I said, your lifestyle, um, especially mm -hmm. if you're not like looking to compete or anything like that. Or if you are and you're in a gaining phase or a performance phase, I like to tell my clients to think 80-20, right? So 80% of the time you're going to adhere to whatever it is you're doing nutritionally, hitting your macros, lifting in the gym, maybe keeping alcohol at a minimum. But then that 20%, you make room for life whether it's the pizza or stuff like that. So it's finding the sustainable approach that works for you. Finally, we didn't talk much about training, but it's, it also comes down to finding what works for you training-wise. There yeah. are all different splits out there. I'm sure a lot of us are like, well, what should I even be doing? Uh -huh. It's making sure that your training kind of fits the period that you're in with nutrition, right? Because right. If you're trying to build more muscle, you're eating more. So you're going to have a higher recoverable volume. Depending on how long you've been training, you need so many reps and sets, so on, so forth. Um, some people's bodies react better to certain programming than others. For example, my body does not handle a full body program very well. They are effective, mm -hmm. but I don't recover. I work better with an upper lower split. Uh, but there you go. the only way you're going to know is find what works for you. Yes. See what parts of your body you do want to grow. Um, and you can't target fat loss. You can't target muscle growth, but you can provide stimulus where it's needed or where it's not needed. Mm -hmm. And it's really just like set a plan and stick to it because muscle doesn't grow fast. It's not always comfortable. And it's about, this is something that I work with my ladies on my males too, but mostly my ladies is just like finding confidence in your body at every phase. Right. Yes. When we're trying to lose weight, we're usually uncomfortable where we are because we want to be leaner. Right. Even when we are where we want to be, there's always something we're going to want to change. When mm -hmm. you're gaining, you're going to gain a little fat. I know, Sorry, this is busted, but we all do. It's necessary for those muscles to thrive. But it's really important to realize that if you're putting this time and effort into yourself, you should love and show off your body as much as you're comfortable no matter what phase you're in mm -hmm. and realize that you're unique in every aspect of your journey. Yeah, absolutely. And it's so cool because these are the things that I enjoy because they these things leak into your life, your career, your relationships. Mm -hmm. Like you, you just said be confident in every phase, your cutting phase, your building phase, your maintenance phase, all these phases. Be confident in every single one. Be confident in your business if it, if it sucks right now, when it's at the peak, when it's at maintaining and nothing's happening. Like be confident in that with your relationship. Whenever it is bad, be confident in it still. You know, if when it's good, be confident. Like these are the beautiful things things that I love because it goes into your life, you know, like, and that's why fitness and health is so important to me. And obviously you too. And, uh, and this is, 
you know, that's such a great way to put everything you just said. Absolutely incredible. Thank you. I feel like so you've gone on some long rambles here, but that's my life. No, it's just your brain has so much information and wants to give it all out, which is so cool, which is so good. So, <laughs> so whenever it comes down to under eating and because obviously there's symptoms for like, you know, uh, this and that, you know, if, uh, if you have an illness, there's a symptom for that. If you take this <laughs> pill, there's a symptom or whatever, you know, all these things have symptoms. Okay. So whenever it comes down to under, under eating, if there are any indications, okay, how can someone know if they are under eating? And if so, what would like their first steps look like moving out of that zone? Definitely. So I really love this question. Um, it's probably my favorite one. So we talked a lot about biofe- um, not biofeedback, a lot about metabolism and stuff like that. And those are things that you're not going to notice, right? right? You might notice that you're more tired, but almost all of us in our busy lives can write those things off. Oh, I didn't sleep well because of that, right? Mm -hmm. I'm sore because of this. But that's why like keeping track of these things helps. So when I work with clients, and I do this for myself um, when I am self-coached, but when I work with a client, they have kind of a tracker sheet that both of us have access to edit, right? And on a daily basis, we'll monitor biofeedback. So those are things like sleep, stress levels, productivity, mental motivation, soreness, fatigue. And if you start to notice trends with those, so I'll have my clients rate all of those things, well, a few of them, not all of them, on a scale of one to five. (laughs) Like one being no stress, five being very stressed. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, by the time a client comes to me, they typically kind of know what they need to do. But if you're somebody who isn't sure, if you're like, well, I'm not, eating necessarily a lot but I'm not sure first thing to do is be like sit down with yourself and be like am I moving towards my goal right right because most of us who are under eating our goal is fat loss and for somebody who has maybe more weight to lose you'll, you'll probably lose a good amount of weight at first but eventually that metabolic adaptation is going to happen. Everything is going to slow down because your body's like oh shoot what's going on here mm-hmm, they're mm-hmm. not feeding me enough so you're, you're going to plateau in your weight loss. And so plateauing in weight loss is a surefire sign that your body's just had enough for the period of time and you need to get out of that deficit. And we'll talk about that in a second. Other things, if you're not sure and you just want to like tighten up and look leaner and more muscular, look at your biofeedback and also look at if you're actually seeing the changes you want to see. Because um, when we don't have a lot of food, especially if you are like close to your goal weight and you're leaner, you'll evaluate your muscle pump. So for those of you who don't start, don't flex in the mirror regularly, do it. You're home now, flex in the mirror. But a big sign of not having enough gas in the tank is your muscles not getting pumped while you're lifting. Wow, that's that's good. That's good. That's good. I like that. Yeah. And that's from, yeah, I know. That's a fun one. So that's from carbs because when we eat carbohydrates, they fuel our training and they also pull water in. So also tangents, I could talk about carbs for hours. They're my favorite macronutrients to talk about. But a carbs will pull water into your body. So if you're someone who's been eating really low carb for a while and you started eating carbs again and you're gaining weight and you're looking bloated, that's why you're going to be okay. If the inflammation is going to go down. But anyway, evaluate your biofeedback. If you're noticing you're like chronically stressed, having crap sleep and you can't figure out why, if you're not recovering well from your workouts, your body just doesn't have enough to do that. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And that's kind of, a, it's scary moving out of this, this place alone um, because you're afraid that if you eat any more, you'll gain weight. And I want you to know that the scale is going to go up, but that doesn't mean that it's going to stay there, right? So my biggest kind of advice, if you're not super kind of aware of where you are, how much you're eating, just start to increase portions throughout the day, right? So add a carb where you wouldn't normally, because carbs are typically the things that people leave out when they're trying to lose weight. Right. So add some quinoa to your salad, add some sweet potato fries to your dinner, so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. If you are tracking your macros, start to increase 100, 200 a week. Give your body some time. And the first couple of days, the scale is going to be higher. There's more food in you. Yeah, more water retention. Yeah, exactly. More water retention. And I know some people aren't big on weighing themselves. And if you're not someone who weighs yourself, I'm not here to tell you to do so. But the reason that I do it and the reason I have my clients do it is to see these normal fluctuations. Yeah, a gauge. A gauge. The scale is going to fluctuate whether you're eating the same amount or you're increasing. Mm -hmm. The scale will fluctuate if you sleep more, if you eat more sodium, if you move more throughout the day, so on and so forth. But increase and then wait it out. Scale's going to be up for a couple of days, but eventually your body's going to be like, oh, wait a second. Yeah. There's more food there. Uh-huh. I know what to do with this. And it's going to do something. And then your weight's probably going to level out. It might even drop. And I'm not saying it will, but people's bodies are different. I've seen yep. it drop. I've seen it maintain. So oh. start to evaluate there. Um, and stick with it. Don't. The worst thing that we can do for our body, and I still do this sometimes. Mm-hmm. And this is why I work with a coach all year round, even though yeah. I know things. You and have to. We flip, we, we flip flop. Yeah. Right. Yep. You're like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna eat more. It's been two weeks. I feel okay. Week three. Oh my god, the scale went up. I'm gonna eat way less again. And then your body's just like, what is this? What do I do now? <laughs> Help me out. <laughs> <laughs> Help me out here. Tell me what's going on. So, the biggest thing is just to make a small change and stick with it. Little bits at a time. Um, if you track your macros and you're not currently eating enough protein, that's the biggest place to start. Um, so I typically I recommend people eat 0.8 to 1 gram per pound of body weight. And protein can't really be stored as fat. You're either going to use it to replenish muscle protein synthesis or you're going to excrete it. So start right. there and then evaluate increasing from carbs and then fat. And again, it depends kind of what you like to eat. But the biggest thing that I've learned coaching, working with Taylor Coaching Method and working with a variety of clients is the body doesn't like to change. And that's why sometimes it's slow. It's going to resist. So if you're trying to lose weight and you think nothing's happening, I need to cut more, or you're trying to increase your calories and it's fluctuating a lot, Mm -hmm. give your body two weeks, three weeks even. Like give it some time. It needs it needs this time in order to figure out what to do with the intake that you're currently having. Um, right. And it's also certain, super important that if you are dieting, to give yourself these period, these priming phases or work with a coach, shameless plug, who, <laughs> <laughs> who knows how to implement these, these phases. Um, I personally, right now I'm just maintaining, so I'm not working with a coach. I'm just kind of hanging out. But if, I was to diet or kind of lean gain, I would just because it's helpful to have another set of eyes. Yeah. So if you do work with a coach and do progress pictures, that's fabulous. If you don't, I recommend you start doing progress pictures for yourself. Mm-hmm. So if you're a girl, 
get in your bikini or shorts and a sports bra if you're a male, swim trunks, whatever it is, and take pictures every two weeks. And just that's another way besides the scale. And that's almost better than the scale of how you can see if you're moving towards the goal of either increasing your calories and achieving a healthy looking lean physique or dieting and seeing how your body's handling it. Yeah, absolutely. Good. That's great. I, li- I like that. I like that answer. That was all great information. Like really, you threw in a lot of steps. Actually, a lot of stuff in there to, for people to take. Yeah, that was good. So to end with a bang here, okay? To end with a bang, I want to ask you a question that someone could be wondering right now. And if someone right now is like terrified, okay, terrified to begin to eat more than they usually do, They've been plateaued. They're, they're kind of stuck in one area, but they're scared to move up just because they don't understand yet. And they're scared to come up. What would you tell them right now? Someone that is scared to begin to increase their cal- uh, caloric intake. That's a good one. I would tell them to think about what they have to lose, right? You Dang, have to yeah. Lose. yeah. Try something for two weeks. If you're not really happy in your current state, think about how you feel, right? You're scared. Your cravings and hunger are probably really high. By allowing yourself to eat a increased amount, it's structured, right? You're planning on doing it. This will not only significantly reduce your cravings and your hunger, but it will make you feel better in the long run. And I know it's scary, but if you can do what you need to do for yourself to fight through that first uncomfortable week or two, um, you're only going to be better for it. So biggest thing is just to set a goal. If it's to increase your food, give yourself a period of time. I'm going to actually do this for two weeks, right? Tell yourself that. Don't flip flop. Try not to go crazy. Just give yourself those two weeks and see how you feel. And I think in two weeks time, you're going to be feeling pretty good. And you're going to be having some amazing training. Um, and you're going to hopefully see some amazing changes in your body once you start giving it what it needs and allowing it to let go of some stress. That's awesome. That's so good. So a lot of people out there right now who are, are like are under eating and you know that you are, um, just like Haley said, right? Like, what do you have to lose? That's such a good, that's such a good one. Like that was a good one you had me like, Oh my God, I didn't even think she was going to say that. That was good. <laughs> I didn't think I was going to say it. That was like right off. <laughs> that was awesome. But, uh, so everyone out there right now, if you, so obviously Haley said a bunch of amazing stuff. Okay. How to figure out if you are under eating, how important it is to understand your individual body, you know, what steps to, to do to get out of under eating. And if you are someone right now who is suffering with that and you know that you are and you're purposely doing it, but you're just scared to come up and get out of that deficit, uh, she just shared some words of encouragement. And, and that would be to, you know, what, what do you have to lose? You know, let's, let's try something for a, a certain you know, period of time and to see how your body reacts. And it's all trial and error. You're learning more about yourself. That's a beautiful thing about what we do you know, inside fitness and health is that we're trying to, you know, we're learning so much about ourselves, which is incredible to me. And I love it. I love every step of yeah. that. So, so for everyone who is wondering right now, you know, like, Hey, what, where can I find Haley? You know, you know, I want to ask this. I want to ask her that. Where can these amazing listeners find you? Awesome. Yeah. The best spot to find me would be my Instagram. Um, I check my messages daily and stuff like that. Um, and my Instagram is Haley C fit underscore PCM. And 
my name is spelled H-A-Y-L-E-E. See fit. Just like how it sounds on Hey Lee. Yeah. Pretty <laughs> sorry. So yeah, Haley C Fit underscore TCM. You'll see some fun stuff in my bio, like Crazy Cat Mom. You'll see some pics of my cat, <laughs> and hopefully a lot of other posts that will help. But if you have any other questions at all, feel free to reach out. Because remember, if you want the lean, muscular physique that you're kind of envisioning, muscle needs food. Food is energy, and it's going to keep you going. Absolutely amazing. Uh, so great. So right now, everyone listening, obviously we're going through, you know, this big old outbreak with the COVID-19 and everything that's going on. Take care of yourself, take care of your body, take care of your health. There's a lot of stuff we cannot control at the moment, but we truly wish that everyone is safe and sound where they are. And there is something's going to happen at the end. There is light, there is positivity, but you can control yourself and just what you do for you and how you react to what's going on and the environment that you're in. But everyone, I hope you enjoyed this amazing episode with the amazing guest speaker, Haley. Um, But you know who it is, your host, Coach Matt. Everyone, get out there, train hard. Live strong. All right, everyone. See y'all later. Bye. Thanks, guys.